Tigers Uncaged. Jesse and Lance talk Tigers and all things WHL with the voice of the Tigers, Tigers players, Tigers alumni, and insiders across the WHL. Here's your hosts, Jesse and Lance. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Tigers Uncaged, the podcast for the Medicine Hat Tigers, the team starting to turn heads. As always, it's Jesse and Lance, and uh, lots of stuff to get into. Tigers looking pretty good as of late. Yaha, uh-huh, yaha, uh-huh, things are good. Can't real complain. Good. Can't complain too much. Um, we have a new guest. We do. Usually, Gino would stop by. Yeah. Gino in Manitoba right now. And I was teasing Tigers goaltender, formerly, Mad Sogard. Yeah? Haven't heard from oh, him. We, we, can't, oh. we can't line up on a day, but we're, right. we're going to figure that out. So we called in the C team. Let's go. <laughs> Media Services Manager Troy Durrell, everybody. Wow. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? As I know, I've been looking forward to my first appearance on uh, Tigers Uncaged. And, I say uh, the C team just because, you know, like w- for those who don't know, we we went to school together Yeah. S- uh, six, seven years ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I've known Lance for a while. Uh, Jesse and, uh, well, I guess I've known Jesse since the start of the season. Yeah, you're the guy that's and in my ear. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully uh, I do, I've done as good a job as Jonesy. He's left some pretty big shoes to fill. But, and I mean, spot. he's uh, he was on the podcast, what, like four or five times last year? I don't even so. know. How many uh, times did we have Jonesy? Jonesy a couple times. He would come talk about certain games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just trying to do as good a job as he left. Well, um, let's get into that because, I mean, this is your first official season and uh, I feel like every game you, you get better, right? You yeah. do, The more you do it. Learn a bit. Yeah. yeah. How's it been so far? It's been really good. It's obviously been super helpful having like you and Pat Cook, who is kind of my right-hand man, um, make sure all the technical stuff works and everyone in that kind of part of the control room um, to make sure the game runs smoothly has been really helpful. Um it's it's not something that I've ever done like prior, like directing, um, running the switcher board, writing scripts to make sure everything from the game needs to be in their ads and all of that stuff. So that was all new to me. Like the first game that we had, um, the home <laughs> opener, was my first time basically doing it. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I think I've grown leaps and bounds since then, and it's obviously, as I said, been really helpful to have people well, like you around. Yeah. It's one of those things that I don't feel like you can learn it unless you do it. Yeah, like you could do as many mock games as you possibly can, but until you're actually there game time under the bright lights – that's when you kind of yeah, learn the, more. The stuff that runs behind the scenes, like you don't fully understand how much there is to it until you actually like absorb yeah. yourself into it and you see like behind the curtain, so to speak. And you can't, you can get more comfortable. I would say over the course of like, you know, two months, three months, you start to get more comfortable. But to properly fully understand what the job entails, you need a full season, just because there's always new things that come up. Like everything's, you know, day to day really isn't all that similar. Like yeah. it's close, but. There's a lot of differences from game to game. Yeah, absolutely. Like, for example, where I assume we're talking about uh, the Jersey, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Jersey draw game that we had the other night and uh, against Kamloops, and it's been really nice because Jonesy was really good at like leaving archives of like mm-hmm. previous games and his scripts and all that. So it's easy for me to just go back and look and be like, oh, okay, this is how he did this. This is where he put this. I'll put it in a similar spot. But yeah. Like the night, or the day of the home opener, I was at the rink at 
3 a.m. like <laughs> writing my script just because I was like so nervous and anxious about like yep. making sure everything was in there and <laughs> yeah. all that. Yeah. So last thing I, you want to do day one is like leave out a sponsor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would well, not be good. And it has like that was the game obviously where it's all the player intros mm-hmm. and like I was still kind of getting to know all the guys. Like I knew most of them, but we obviously there were some that had made the team that I wasn't really sure of. And I was like, Hey, I got to make sure I have every single player, make sure their hometowns are right. Make sure their numbers are right. Like make sure they're all in order here. So yeah, it was, it was a lot, but now it's kind of nice. Cause Gino and I laugh, like we were running around like chickens with our heads cut off that first <laughs> game. And now we're like, Oh yeah, game day. Got to do this. Got to do that. And do our kind of usual routine, come in early in the morning, make sure we have all of our morning stuff done. Then we come in at like three o'clock, four right. and make sure starting lineups, the game day post and all it's a similar schedule to the players. So. Truly. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's very similar. You come in, you might do a pregame skate in your case, you're kind of getting some stuff done and then you yep. go home, take a couple hours then go back to the rink and get set for the game. Yeah. I think we're all curious and he's not going to listen to us. So you can be honest. What's Gino like in the office? How, yeah. How's it like working beside him Is all he like day, every day? Is he always on? Yeah. Is he's, he doing he, play-by-play of his day? Yeah. He, he, uh, he's actually honestly really good to Gino work Gino going right to left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish sometimes. He sometimes will, like, narrate me coming to the office. He goes, he goes, oh, Troy goes left. He goes right. <laughs> makes a spin move. Always at his desk. I'm like, okay. I'm like, we don't, we don't need this. But, no, he, uh, he's been a really, like, good addition to our office and, he makes my life more fun. Like, there's some days, obviously, where we're stressed out. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, we have four games in seven days. We got a bunch of scripts I got to write and all that. And he, he just goes, just calm down, and he'll make, like, a goofy joke type of thing. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, you're right. This isn't as big of a deal as I make it out to be. But, uh, no, he's been he's been really good. And, I mean, my biggest issue during the course of the season has been you, Lance, harassing me on the odd game that I don't have to direct and switch because we have Nathan, who is really, really good Nathan's at uh, right. doing that stuff too. And Lance will call me and go, oh, how come you're not doing any work? I'm like, I'm I'm oh. doing work right now. I see him sitting up in the top like in, in Deuce's spot there by the PA. So like for those who don't know, essentially you, you walk in and it's – the opposite of the front doors on the left side at the very top. If you look up by the suites, you'll see that's where Jim sits. And Troy, like he'll be sitting there holding court. Well, yeah, like thirty minutes before Looking game good time, too, like just decked yeah, out, yeah, wearing some a suit, suit and yeah. like there's seven people just sitting around. It's like a safety meeting, so I just check in to make sure that people are actually working around there. But it's nice when you don't have to work every single game. Yeah, because I mean the stuff you do behind the scenes. I'm in the same boat. It's actually nice when you get that little bit where you can actually watch the team and watch the game. Yeah, for sure. And like Saturday, we'll have Nathan, I believe, is um, switching, and so it kind of gives me more freedom, like. We obviously, we have new people kind of coming in and out all the time. And, like, we're teaching people to do new jobs like Click, which would be um, Crossfire, which is all the stuff you'd see on the Jumbotron ads, videos, all that type of stuff. Like, we're teaching people how to do that. We're teaching people um, how to use Inscriber, which is all the fonts, like the graphics of, like, you see, like, oh, Tigers Forward, number 20, Crew Hannah's type of thing. Um, so... It's, it's a process, so it's kind of cool because, like, I've learned, I think, pretty well how to run those things and to be able to now have the ability to go to other people who are new, who have joined kind of midway through the year, who are like, I don't really know what I'm doing, and to be able to be, like, feel confident enough to teach them to be like, yeah, yeah this is what I know yep. about this. This makes my life a lot easier doing it. Um, and then, obviously, as I said, Pat has been unbelievable. Like, Pat seems like he knows everything about everything. Yeah, don't let him fool you. To... Don't let him fool you. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I golf with him every, I golf with him every <laughs> summer. Don't I know. I've, I've heard that. But when it comes to 
like technical stuff, Pat is one of the best yeah. in the league and I would imagine, I don't know how other teams do it, but I'd imagine they'd have like two or three people that does what he does mm-hmm. and he does it all by himself and it's it's crazy like just to see the amount of stuff he does and I mean, I always say this like if Pat could come in from 9 a.m. and stay till 9 p.m. just kind of tinkering with stuff to make it better. Like, mm-hmm. that's probably how he would want <laughs> he to would. spend his days. So, yeah, it's been really good. And then, yeah. obviously, the players, like, I do the Tigers in two segments or and all of that stuff, and players, coaches, just really everybody has been, like, so welcoming and, like, welcomed me with open arms mm-hmm. and been so easy to, like, get in touch with. And yeah. I, I'll say – like, oh, guys, I want to do this TikTok video this week. And everyone's like, yeah, They sure, seem to love that. Yeah, they the do. Players they're, are big, big fans of they're, that. They're asking us, like, oh, when are you guys doing the next TikTok That's video? That's good. Yeah, so. You need that buy-in. Yeah. And, and I want to reiterate, before you, like, we go too far off of it, that there's you and Gino who are new, and you are essentially 50% of the office. Yeah. Because Beth Lanik is also there, and Val Welling. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that behind the scenes, a lot of other teams – there's a lot, a lot of there's other lot people. people. And there's, there's there's four in this building, and half of them are new. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. Gra- <laughs> and what you crazy. guys and gals have done, uh, it seems like every game, it, we're adding more to it, and we're making that game day yep. experience. Hats off to you guys on that first Bedard game, because there was a lot of people that left there saying, well, I had no idea that these games were this fun. Yeah. And you guys went outside the box. Never have we ever done a spin class at center ice. Yeah, that was new. That was a treat. We 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 played some games that we never played before, and you guys are are taking those risks and taking those chances, and good on you because mm-hmm. listen, if it doesn't work, doesn't work. At least we tried. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, for sure. And I believe Cottonwood Cooley is our sponsor on Saturday. I'm not right. going to get too much into detail about what they're doing, but they also kind of have a cool. Uh, um, intermission segment that they're doing during the second intermission. So, I mean, there's limited tickets left, I believe. But if you <laughs> haven't gotten your tickets, make sure you do. This is obviously going to be the last time you're going to get to see number 98 in Regina um, play in the Western League, play in Medicine Hat. And uh, I think, as I said, Cottonwood Cooley has some pretty cool stuff organized nice. too. So it should be it should be really fun. And the nice thing is about having that game on the 5th is we were able to kind of do – like a dry run of a thing like, as you mentioned, the spin class. Like, we we had no clue really how it was going to turn out. Like, we had this idea in our head. We're like, okay, we need to, like, we can plan this as much as we want to, but until we actually get it on the ice and yeah. do it, we're never going to really know. And the and trains are never seemingly running on time. Yeah, which, so yeah. I that's mean, always nice. That's something you just deal with. <laughs> yeah, like, you always got to deal with yeah, that. Yeah, the refs, uh, not going to like make a comment, <laughs> but they're they're never on time. For the, that might be the one thing that, that pisses you off the most. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because there's, there's a set time. For those who don't know, there's a set time that the refs are typically supposed to be coming out on the ice. And so on Troy's end, or, or Nathan's end, what we'll do is – hit the the pump video because you know the duration of it so that when it ends the ref should either be on the ice or stepping onto it and it flows from that into the tigers coming onto the ice and everything runs sequential order yeah now the problem is that the tigers trains they're on time mm-hmm. the refs trains a little late yeah, yeah. and even if little you conform late. and you go with the refs i think there was one game where you went a little bit later because yeah. like we're gonna try this they came early <laughs> they're yeah. going on different times so i just and troy's leaving doing notes. It on purpose troy's going in there leaving him handwritten notes like hey let's make sure we get on at this time yeah and it's not only for your sake it's for ours like we've got to keep this game moving we've got to get yeah. everything going along a little bit and they don't yeah. care no yeah. man it is hilarious it's, it's honestly yeah it's so funny like just thinking about it like 
I think it's one of the best things going. It's, like it's, it's a gamble. Best, it's what a the prank. best rivalry in the WHL. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, yeah, like, I would Troy make and the refs yeah. on when things are going to start I, on time. I can only imagine just like listening to myself like in your ear because you're down there like letting the guys know like mm-hmm. yeah okay you can go out and I'm just like okay come on refs I'm like we got like a minute thirty left in this video. Are yeah, you audible? Song. Like because we're never going to oh. know unless you're you're in Jesse's spot oh. or in your ear. Like yeah. are you talking a lot? A- absolutely. Oh, yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. are I you freaking out a lot? No, not freaking out. Because I would freak out a lot. There's at a lot first, I think at first, but now it's yeah. like, huh, they're the refs again. And so the boys will look at me, and I'm like, we're waiting on stripes. Yeah. Oh, we're just no waiting way. on stripes. Yeah, it's like, I, I'm I'm pretty audible, but I'm not really, like, the freak out type. Like, I'll make the comment. I'd be like, oh, like, I'm like, come on, stripes. Like, let's let's go. No, he's very good at keeping his cool. Yeah, but there's, most not, there's not much that. And I've, I've pushed the line where he's like, listen, you got 30 seconds. And I pushed it to about a minute. Yeah. Speaking and of I this. And I can hear him be like, speaking of wrap this. it up. Last Bedard game, and I assume Saturday will be no different, but the last time Regina was here, I was told that he had, like, a minute. Yeah. He took his ears out. I know he did. He took you out of his headset, <laughs> yeah, I know. so he couldn't hear nothing. How yeah. long did he go? Uh, it was, like, a minute 35. Okay, that's what I thought. I Which, yeah, I to be it. honest, at the time, ended up being, like, okay, because, again, everything was kind of a little behind. Right. And it turned out to be fine because then we played the video or no we played the video first no no it was you did your thing first video. yeah and then the video and then we finished the video and the restaurant nice so i'm like okay i'm like this actually worked perfectly. and the beautiful thing of all this is that so. no one knows when things are supposed to hit the yeah. only people that know that are the people that are within it yeah. so no one knew that jesse took his ears out that he only had a minute or anything like that but like we knew well i knew yeah yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. what was hilarious i was like about i was it. like saying i was like okay come on jesse and then mm. i like see the earpiece like hanging down like, yeah he can't hear so if, if you're if you're going to the game saturday look for jesse to have his ears out yeah because if he takes the piece out of his ear you know that he's just going, just going and he on. has a couple ideas of things he wants to touch on. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to speak for you, but that's no, but I, I, I'm very bad at like timing it in it's my head. So funny because I'm timing it in my head. I got to figure out what to say. This place is packed, yeah. and then I have someone in my ear. Yeah, one of them's got to go. And what's yeah. great is when it starts. You only remember when it's done. You yeah. don't remember anything in between no, no, no. ever. I still no only remember what I said. One hundred percent. Which but. for sure, like I was like, oh, I think if you like had a recording of me during that game. I'm like, okay, Jesse, like, you can go ahead. It's your turn. And then he, like, is doing it. And then I'm like, okay, Jesse, you got, like, 30 seconds. And I'm pretty sure afterwards I'm like, oh, he doesn't have his earpiece. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you could hear, like, a, yeah, like, a audio from me that game, I'm just like, okay. I'm like, well, I guess we're just going to roll with this and hope that everything We're on Jesse's time okay. now. Yeah, oh, but as, so I said, as I said, it turned out really well. And, uh, yeah, as I said, I just can't state enough. Like, it's been – it's been really awesome to deal with everybody and work with everyone. Yeah. And Jesse, like, if that's the one thing that he does where I'm like, <laughs> okay, like, he went overboard, like, that that's fine. Like, Jesse's been so easy to deal with. Just and, wait like, till if, if we get into playoffs. Oh, yeah, I'm very excited for You're that. You're going to have someone from the league coming I'm down saying, hey, I don't know if you can say that in so a promo. There <laughs> was one time. So, I think I can talk about it now. We were yeah, playing the Oil yeah. Kings, yeah. and crowd was just lively. Like, they were crazy. Mm-hmm. And so it was during a t- uh, immediate timeout. This was back in the days where we only had one a period, by the yeah. way, which we could bring that back. Yeah, you uh, love that. <laughs> so Jonesy's in my ear, and he goes, you need to cut a promo, and you need to get these guys into it. And I'm yeah. like, you got it, boss. So I cut a promo. And I can't remember who the goaltender was, but it was a goalie that used to play for Brandon that always had our number. And we got mm. him out of the game. He just came out of the game in the, in, in the timeout. So I said, how about that goalie, huh? Used to have our number. Not anymore. He's on the bench. And the crowd loved it. Afterwards, Oil Kings apparently were going to try and 
sue us or try and get us fined or something oh, God. because I hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I was like, listen, I apologize. I get it. But this playoff hockey, like, we got to have a little fun with this, yeah. right? Yeah. And but then they were firing back a bit. Lethbridge fired back a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Lethbridge then did on their home game. They had a little something on social media that was a hit at me. Yeah. And so I wanted to answer back. And yeah. they're like, no, no, no. And I was like, okay. Like, no, let me have one. Now we're even. Yeah. But there, there was a little bit of a rivalry there back yeah, and forth. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that that I think is what makes like the Western Hockey League like so great, right? Yep. And stuff like that, you know. And it's playoffs, like as you said, like we gotta have fun with yeah, it too, right? Exactly, for sure. Like I I can't wait till like fingers crossed make the playoffs. It's looking pretty good right now, but I'm just like I've been looking back at like pla- past past yes, I got you. Yeah, past playoff games, and because as I said, Adam like archived everything. And like seeing some of your like promos that you've cut, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm like, yeah, we need to, we need to make the playoffs so I can get yeah. one of these from Jesse for well, sure. Well, I'm so. also curious because when you you took the job, you're gonna work for the Tigers. Of course, Tigers only had 11 wins. What were your expectations coming in? Like, did uh, like because you were aware too of the team last year, right? Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, you know, Willie Desjardins, he's the most legendary coach in the Western Hockey League. Gavin McKenna coming up, like. I listened to, I think I listened from the day that I got the job up until I moved here. I think I listened to your podcast mm-hmm. basically every day, just getting acquainted with players and coaches. And um, yeah, I I was hoping that they were kind of right around the spot that they're at now, like hovering around a playoff spot, maybe like a point or two out. Like if they missed by like a point three points, four points, that would be – I think that would have been a successful season. I mean, if they make the playoffs, that would have blown my expectations out of the water, to right. be completely honest. Like, not saying that that's, like, I'm upset about that at all. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you know, coming off 11 wins, I was like, hey, if we can double this total and show, like, signs of improvement, get the young guys like Caden Lindstrom, who has come in and, again, I talk about blowing expectations out of the God, water. He's so he, good. He, he has probably been the lead member of blowing my expectations out of the water. <laughs> yeah, like, no, no. He's been unreal. Um, Oasis Wise, Blad, Andrew Bash, I both knew both knew both those guys were pretty good, and they've exceeded my expectations as well. And um, yeah, it's it's been as I said, I kind of doubling their win total was kind of what I was like, hey, this would be a good season if they're yeah. able to double their win total or more than double it, be close around a playoff spot and then maybe make the playoffs. I'm like, I think that would be a huge win because I don't think it's a secret to say that this team is building for next year, the year after, year after that, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I, obviously everyone on the team wants to win now. Like, Dallin Moline's not going to have a season next year. Right. and um, Man, does it show for him? Hey? Yeah, absolutely. Like he's making his presence known. Yeah, yeah he he's been really good the last couple months. I mean, he won the Tigers Player of the Month for the month of January, and it was it was well deserved. And that line, he's played a lot with Lindstrom, and I it really thoroughly like the times I actually get to watch the game because, as I said, got a lot going on in the control room. But the times I get to watch, they're probably my favorite combo to watch. Mm-hmm. Maybe Wiseblatt and Basher, just because yep. they seem like they're twins out there they kind of one and the same in a lot of a lot of respects yeah yeah exactly and uh but no it it's been it's been unreal and uh i'm hoping they can keep it going and um last night obviously against winnipeg didn't go our way but they thought they played they played well enough to win and if they play if they give the effort that they did last night 
tonight, which we're recording this on Wednesday, mm-hmm. so against Brandon, and then Saturday against Regina, I think they'll be fine for the rest of the weekend and for the rest of the year. Like, effort has never really been a problem for the team, and it's I, I can always respect a group that always puts forth like a good effort even if the results aren't there yeah facts yeah and it should be hopefully good today yeah. uh, I'm, I'm really hoping so it's a a big two points yeah. um back to that that superstore game because originally when we had talked about you jumping on um obviously that money was being fundraised yeah. and there was bids that were going in and uh we were like we kind of did a, a brief look at it after the auction had closed but it looks like some bids came in that were pretty darn good. Like yeah. The money raised was nice. Yeah, we I think we had it open from puck drop on Saturday, so 7 p.m. till 7.30 on Monday. So that's only a couple days. Yep. Right? I think we raised just under $10,000. Nice. Like I think it wow. was like 9000 Five hundred and seventy-five or something like that, and those were nice jerseys too. Yeah, right? they they were really nice. Like when I saw the three that were announced as kind of like the finalists. I liked all three of them, but I'm like, yeah, we need to get an orange, get an orange jersey, jersey mixed in here. And then talking to the players, like, because we did the jersey reveal video with Madison, and she is probably the cutest girl Gosh, <laughs> I've <laughs> ever met. Year, yeah, man. and she she loved it. Like, she was so pumped to get her jersey and give uh, Dallin Moline his jersey. Yeah. And just the fact that she got to, like, go in the dressing room and high-five all the guys and the players – We've been to multiple schools and, like, floor hockey and done all this type of thing. And it's crazy, like, how good these 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids are with kids that aren't much younger than In they are. In some cases, yeah. Yeah. Like, there there was a grade we went to, and we were dealing with, like, grade, I think it was seven or eight kids, like, playing floor hockey. And, like, again, like, it's not that big of a gap. Mm-mm. But they are consummate, like, professionals and – they, they treat everyone, like, really well, like all the kids. I don't think there's been a kid who has come back from a reading with the Tigers or floor hockey or, in Madison's case, like, creating the jersey and giving it to them and have had a bad experience. And then Madison's dad, Blair, actually texted me after we did the video and she was in and kind of did all that stuff. And he was like, oh, Madison has not stopped talking about, nice. like, the jersey and, like, being able to experience all that. And then we had her – on the bench during warm-up and all of that stuff. So I think that was really cool. And, like, for me, that's one of the most rewarding parts of our job is to be able to give someone like Madison mm-hmm. that opportunity. Because as a kid growing up, that that would have been – I would have liked. Yeah, that's, that like, something that you would have wanted to do. Yeah, 100%. exactly. So to be yeah. able to give that chance to somebody else. And then the players and, I think, fans all really love the jersey. And then the fact that they won against <laughs> one of the best teams in the Western League – in uh, Cam Loops and then Brett Calhoun scoring his first career goal. I'm There's pretty sure. Like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his was the highest like bidding jersey. As you know, well. I remember I he was, was up there. Yeah, yeah, he was I can't remember. Usually, yeah. like quietly, like not with mics on, <laughs> we'll play a game and it's like whose jersey had the highest bid. But yeah. his was definitely up there. His yeah. was up there. Yeah, but no, it, it's just like you talk about you know getting back into schools and 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 getting to be back in the community properly doing things. To, I, I don't want to say the Willie way because you know when when Sean Cluston was here for you know kind of leading the way that the team was still engaged but there's just something about it when you know you look back on on how this team really peaked there in the early 2000s and for for another generation right when I talk about peak like there's a whole generation of fans that lived through those highs mm-hmm. that remember them vividly right mm-hmm. and it really started with 
with Willie getting the, the team into schools and playing in gymnasiums and having autograph sessions, going to uh, like going out to, to places like the Home Depot and, and playing like outdoor Ralston, and going to Ralston. Yeah. That like was always stuff, Willie's right? big thing. Willie was very – he wanted to make sure that – they were community driven as well. And like doing not. all that stuff and having it come back again is just so cool. Yeah. Um, I'm curious from the players end and you don't have to say like if they uh, were, were in or not, or if they even cared. Um, but it, it, did it seem like they were interested by an orange Jersey? Because I know as fans, there's always been the, the talk about, well, bring back the orange Jersey with the white script writing that says tigers. Yeah, right? see, like that's the one they want. It's funny you say that. Cause we, the players hadn't seen the Jersey um, before we did the reveal, or maybe a couple had, but not everybody. Right. And so we like had the jersey, and we were kind of showing everyone like after Madison had left, and there were a couple guys that were out there, and they're like, "Oh, like we need to get an orange jersey back." And I believe it was, I don't, I don't want to mention names because I don't remember. There was about five or six guys that were out there, but one of the guys that was in kind of the little circle that we were talking about the jersey said, "Oh." The Tigers used to have like these orange jerseys with the right scri- white script writing, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. He's like, we need to bring those back. I'm like, they're my personal favorite yeah, jerseys too. Like, the black and orange um, looks really slick, and the white too. But the orange with the white striping and the script writing, um, yeah. I mean, well, I grew up. My uncle has lived here for 50 plus years and been a Tigers <laughs> holder for forever. Um, shout out Keith Russell if you're listening yeah, to Keith. this. Yeah, Keith. Let's go, Keith. Yeah, and uh, one of the first jerseys I got was that one yeah, from yeah, him. Yeah. So it's always had like a special place in my heart as well, and I'm hopeful that down the line that we can find a way to bring it back or a version of it back yeah. at least because all the guys, there was kind of a – common theme of yeah we we should have an orange alternate and like i'm in yeah yeah me too like they all were super pleased with how the jerseys looked and the socks looked unreal oh, yeah like the whole yeah. un- the whole uniform like i just remember like being down in between the benches for warm-up just like taking videos and pictures to post on social media and to get a picture of madison to post and i was like looking on the ice i'm like these look really really sharp like yeah. these should definitely be like in our rotation like full time so Again. yeah i the players i believe are definitely on board with having an orange alternate yeah. and I, here's hoping man yeah, yeah that'd be nice if, if you can find a way to make it work that's yeah. the one thing sick. that i saw from tigers fans you might be able to clear this up because i think i know the answer but when it comes to those types of jerseys right the ones that madison created if you look at the ones that the teenage mutant ninja turtle ones that we had those on cool display team, those yeah. were really good looking um and, and a lot of tiger fans were asking you know times are tough this. i can't i can't bid on them because Let's be honest, a lot of times you'll get a, a super fan or a family member will bid on that jersey. Yep. But there's been talk of why why won't they sell those jerseys? And I think that they're not able to because it kind of defeats the whole purpose of the auction. Yeah. I think even in Nickelodeon's case with the, the uh, Turtles, they're really stiff on putting their name on something and they can't just sell it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Nickelodeon was... I don't want to say strict, but they kind of had their idea of what they wanted to happen over the course of the game and with the jerseys, and that was kind of everyone in the league had to follow that. And as you said, it does kind of defeat the purpose of um, having an auction. If you're just putting it in display on the Yeah, exactly, where then they look and they go, well, why would I buy Tyler McKenzie's game-worn jersey for $450 when I can just go buy a blank one and yeah. put his name and number and then during one of the autograph sessions just get him to sign it then. Like, 
And all the money that we raise is going towards charity. So I think that's a big thing too. And uh, I mean, they're once they're once a game, like never to be worn again jerseys type of thing, right? Like that's not really, in my opinion, that's not really something that you would just go and sell willy nilly. Like the the point of them is that they're worn once by Mm -hmm. the players, and then Madison got her own because she was the creator, and. That's that's it. Well, like, it's supposed to be unique. Yeah, not exactly. everyone is supposed to have it. Exactly. That's why we're bidding on it. Yeah. And truthfully, and this this doesn't mean to sound as salty as I am going to say it, but I just can't really come up with a better way to put it. But it's like if if there were more jerseys that were sold league wide, not just in our building, but like there's not tons of jerseys that get sold across the league each year. Yeah. And so like if, uh, unless there was more, and then there was maybe a market for it. Yeah. But it's like. I I know locally, like there's not a ton of jerseys that are sold. Yeah, not tons. Like there's quite a few, but yeah, it's, it's a lot not of kid like, jerseys, but not a lot of adult ones. It's not like going to you know, it's obviously not going to compare, but it's not like going to the Flames game, for example, and yeah. how the entire dome just red. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. you don't, you're yeah. not going to get that. So, yeah. and there's a different price point, and everything that that comes along with it. And I know that uh, on the Tigers end of things, there's conversations about getting the online store back up and running. Which I think would be a good w. idea, yeah, uh, <laughs> especially ahead of what could be next year. Yeah, uh, maybe the end of this year with that old Gavin guy. Um, but and, here's and the thing: like a lot of people him. were were bashing the Tigers for not selling it, but no yeah, one in the, the league is call. selling it. Yeah, no, no. The no, Regina Pats did like a SpongeBob one. You couldn't see it in their store. Right. That's that's the whole premise of this. Is by, that by the way, you don't have to make any mention of anything. No. Like, we're, we're speaking on on the team yeah. behalf. Yeah, yeah. Um. And you're a team employee. Gino has done this a couple times. Where he'll then just sit out. Yeah. We <laughs> just yeah. go because we yeah. just go on. We, yeah. Fair. Because we just, we're able to say it. Yeah. Um, that it's not it's not a team thing. Trust me. The team would love to. Yeah. If yeah. if it made if it made financial sense and they were physically able. To do it, they would. But it's a league thing. Yeah. No <laughs> one that are doing these special jerseys are selling them. And that's okay. So you don't have to single out the Tigers that's because okay. it's a league thing. Yeah. But it's also, like, and you mentioned it, it's a great way to drum up fundraising. Like, if you really like the jersey that much. Try. Try and get it. Because 20 years in. from now, those Ninja Turtle ones, you'll be like, oh, remember that game. God, yeah. that was a great game. But yeah. then your money's going to something that's that's worthwhile, right? 100%. Not to say that money going to the team isn't worthwhile when you purchase a regular jersey, but you're you're donating. Yeah. And so that's that's the kind of premise behind it. Um, We are short on time. It's a quick episode today. Um, Last eight games. In, well, I guess we'll, we'll not count tonight. We'll say seven after when this comes out Friday and then uh, obviously Regina. On, on Saturday. What's the remaining look like? If we could. Uh, Regina, we Regina. And then you go to Edmonton the following Friday. You're home to Calgary on the Saturday. You're in Calgary Sunday afternoon. I've heard Gino complain about that. That's, that's, that's a rough route. The routing yeah. is just not that in. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, ranking uh, availabilities, whatever. Um, and then sometime midweek, they have another one against Edmonton. I, I believe it's at home. And then Friday in Swift, Saturday home to Swift. And that wraps okay. up your schedule. So two so. Calgary, two Edmonton, two Swift, and a Regina in there. Right. Yeah. Vibes are high. Yeah. Yeah. Vibes are high. Okay. I, I think so. Like it feels good. It feels good on the perimeter. Yeah. I and was, we're having Willie next week too. Yeah. So. Oh man, yeah. I can't wait for that. I know. That could be I'm, a big conversation. I'm very yeah. excited for that episode. But man, poor Willie DeJardins has to follow up the C team trail. <laughs> yeah. No, the <laughs> A team. You go. Troy. You go C team to the A plus 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 team. You, you know, go, actually, because you're the media services manager, technically. Yeah. Might have to ask you about what we can and can't ask. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 that's pro- yeah, we'll talk about. Probably that gonna have to run that off down the road. You know, that, but that's the vibes a thing. even got to be high. Like even yeah. like you said, coming into this, the the legend of Willie Desjardins. Yeah. Now you get to kind of know him on a first name basis. You yeah. kind of see hockey Willie, and you see behind the scenes Willie. Mm-hmm. Vibes must be 
like he must be breathing a sigh of relief too. He he's always been from the time I've known him, which hasn't been very long. He's always kind of been the same guy, which is why I think he's such a successful coach. Like yep. never too high, never too low. Like you see him post game and. I'll go into the room and be like, hey, Willie, like, media, like, talk to you. He's like, okay. And he comes out. And if I didn't just watch the game, I wouldn't have known if the Tigers had won or lost just because his demeanor is the same, same all the way it through. It really is. Yeah. Which, that's what you want in your head coach, right? Yeah, like, yeah. if you say Saturday they go down 2 nothing to Regina, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But say they do, like – he has the demeanor. You guys talked about it like last week's on last week's episode that the Tigers seem to go down by a goal almost every game, and then that's where they're kind of like they snap into it and go, "Okay, we need to play our game." Mm-hmm. And I think Willie being the bench boss has been a huge part of that because when you look at him, Tigers go down one nothing. He's sitting there. He's nothing looks of, different. No, exactly. Like you wouldn't know what the score is based off of his body language and right. his facial expressions. So, um, yeah, just to you asked about vibes. Like just looking at the schedule, and I saw the teams that we're playing. Like a lot of them are teams we're battling with for yep. playoffs: Calgary, Swift Current. It's really nice from my perspective, and I would imagine the players would feel the same way. I don't want to put words into their mouth, but the fact that they're playing teams that they're battling with, I think, gives them maybe a little more extra juice. Like, that's what you want, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you want to be able to control your own destiny and be able to not sneak in the back door to walk in the front door, kick the door down, and be like, hey, we're here. Well, I yeah, think they're right. making headwaves regardless. They're playing teams that a lot of people will write them off on paper, and they're beating teams like Kamloops. They're beating teams like Winnipeg. Yep. They're just barely losing to another team like Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot to like. Um, unfortunately, we don't have more time because I wanted to ask you about Simone Lawrence, the Hamilton Ticats legend, and I wanted to get how you two are connected so closely, but uh, we but don't have time for that. The brilliance of it is we do this each and every week so he can just come back. Yeah, you might have to. Yeah. You might have to because that's a, that's a whole different egg to, to crack open because yeah, CFL sure. season is right around the corner. Yeah. That's true. That's for true. a CFL podcast. Yeah. If no, anyone, if anyone knows me, I'm a big CFL guy, big NFL guy too. Yeah, you CFL, love the CFL. I do. I love NHL. I love Major Junior, World Juniors, CFL, true. NFL, MLB. I'll watch basically anything yeah. you put in front of my face. Like I was up last night till midnight watching – um, the World Baseball Classic, yeah, no, Netherlands, Netherlands. And, yeah, that that was a really good game. Too, Big right? win for the Netherlands, yeah, yeah, yeah over Cuba, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. And then Panama got their first uh, win tonight, yeah, uh, against Taipei, Chinese Taipei, yeah, incredible scenes at the World. Yeah. What don't you know? Wow. Wow. Troy Durrell, everybody. Yeah. Troy Durrell. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys so much for having me. I'd Troy love Durrell. to be back. No, appreciate yeah, you coming we'll on, man. We'll see you down we'll at see. the Puck Barn uh, Saturday night. Big game against the Regina Pats. We'll see you there. This has been Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Thanks to all of our show contributors. Thank you for your help. Be looking for a new Tigers Uncaged podcast every week during hockey season. Oh, oh, oh.